This episode contains discussions of pigs and pork. Listener discretion is advised. This is the top story. I'm Zhao Ying. Pork prices in China are surging. In August, prices for pork increased on average by over 22 percent compared to the same period last year. It followed the highest recorded month-on-month increase of nearly 26 percent in July. The soaring prices prompted the Chinese government to dip into national meat reserves for the first time this year to ensure supply. As China's week-long national holiday draws closer, can pork prices be stabilized? Joining me now in the studio is my colleague Fei Fei. Hello, Fei Fei. Why do pork prices keep surging in recent months? Well, there are actually a few factors behind this. The first one is the seasonal. Demands are increasing now. During this time, the Chinese people would see a lot of gatherings, family gatherings, friend gatherings. That means the demands on staple meat like pork are going to increase. And there are also other factors.、Um, for example, in the first half of this year, many of the small pig farms actually didn't buy a lot of the piglings. To raise, so that in the supply side, there aren't many pigs or hogs available in the market at the moment. So if if you look at the equation,、um, the supply side is less, but the demand side is up. So that's why the prices are keep going up in recent months. Now that the government is releasing pork reserves,、um, is the price going down? Well,、um, it's really. Hard to tell because we need to look at a few of the numbers. First of all, the government is releasing two hundred thousand tons of pork, but the Chinese market for pork is about fifty-five million tons per year. So, if you look at the portion, the release is not that significant to be able to drag the prices down, even though、um, this reserved pork is priced much much lower than market prices. But by sending these amount of reserves into the market, the government is try actually trying to send out messages and signals to producers that、um, the government is trying to keep the price stable, and especially a lot of the farmers are holding back to sell their porks, to sell their hogs and and pigs. That's also why of the re- because they're waiting for the prices to keep going up to make more profit, and so the government is sending signals to these farmers that you actually maybe should be sending to selling off your reserves now instead of holding back and waiting for the prices to go up. And another smaller factors that we also need to consider is that these reserves are frozen pork. And there is a time limit for these pork can be frozen in the reserves. In China, we normally froze them between four to six months, and now some of the pork has reached to that limit, so they have to be sent into the market so that the government can replenish their inventory. So they have to be released. Yes. What, what if the price is, is stable? What are they going to do with those porks? As I said, is not the portion is not that big,、mm-hmm. so they are not really going to be able to influence the whole market really significantly.
I see. Uh, but Fei help us understand why it is so important to keep pork prices stable. Because、um, some would say、um, the consumers can always switch to other kinds of meat, right? So why is pork so important for Chinese consumers? Well, because for Chinese families, pork is the staple meat. And if you look at the Chinese dinner tables, over half of the meat is pork dishes. And if we look at the numbers, the Chinese eat more than thirty kilograms of pork per year. And in comparison to that, for example, in the U.S., the Americans consume about twenty-two kilograms of pork a year. And Americans are big meat eaters in the world. And in that comparison, you can really see why pork is so important for China. With the population that China has. It also makes China one of the biggest pork market in the world, and also the biggest importer. If you look at the global number, China actually makes up around half of the global market. So having pork prices be stabilized is not only important for the economy, but also is it carries great significance for regular, ordinary Chinese families. But for those farmers, I guess that when prices go up, that must be good news for those pig farmers, right? Because they can make more money from it. Yeah, exactly. They can make more money if the prices are up. But the thing is, on the other side, if the prices are going down, they're going to see major loss, and that's the problem. The majority of pig farmers in China are individual small farmers, and there are over. Twenty million pig farms in China, and over ninety-nine percent of them are small farmers. And because of this sheer number of pig farms in China, China is kind of trapped in this cycle, this pig cycle, and they they keeps struggling in this cycle. But I think for a lot of others, maybe pig cycle is something that they can't really. Understand.、Um, so, so what what is pig cycle? So, pig cycle is an economic term. It can be understood as a price cycle, which means the price goes up when supply reduces, and the price goes down when there are too many of such products in the market. It's not really a bad thing, but it happens in many economies in the world, and also other meat like beef. But what makes Pork cycle so bad in China is the swings in prices, because there is a lag between what the farmers did and what we are seeing in the market,、um, because it takes time for farmers to raise a pig. It normally takes about ten months to a year for us to see this reflection in the market.、Um, one of the most significant example that. I That I can cite is what happened in 2019. You know, back in 2018, the swine flu started to hit a number of countries in the world, and it reached China as well. And it's starting to spread across China. In the end, by the year 2019, the flu actually killed more than one million heads of hogs, and it drove up the pork prices in China to the point that it's close to. Thirty-nine yuan per kilograms, which is about five and a half U.S. dollars. And then, seeing the profit,、uh, the farmers are able to make more money. So the farmers started to hoarding 
on piglets, on gills, on small pigs, and on the female pigs that are going to be able to give birth to small pigs. So their production also soared. This makes the supply side very overwhelming, and then in the next year, in 2021, the prices started to fall. The lowest price is around 10 yuan, which around which is around one dollar. And then a lot of the farmers, especially the small farmers, suffer major losses. And that's also why economists and also some of the business insiders called this cycle, this particular cycle, the super cycle in China, just because the price swings is so drastic that is not usually seen in other economies, especially in pork. Okay, so this is about farmers' confidence in the market, and they they can only make decisions based on the current market situation, right? Yes, because the majority of them are small farmers, which are raising less than five hundred pigs,、mm-hmm. and they're really sensitive to what changes in the in the market. They're especially sensitive to changes in prices, and they're also very quick to react if they are seeing more money. They are going to raise more pigs, and it's very easy for them just to buy more pigs. Sometimes they they react too quickly, right? Yes, and in the case if they are seeing prices are falling, some of them may be slaughtering some of the pigs. So how to solve this problem? Because I feel it is hard to tell the pork prices in after several months, perhaps,、mm-hmm. especially given that it is the farmers that are making the decisions, not the economists. Yes, for farmer, especially for agriculture in pig industry in particular, we have to wait about ten months or a year in China to be able to see the changes.、Uh, what changes in the farmers will take about a year time to be reflected in the market. So,、um, when it comes to how to address. This cycle that's been hampering a lot of the small farmers,、uh, the Chinese government actually is trying to reshape the pig industry in general. First of all, they're trying because there are many many small farmers, so they are trying to consolidate the industry. They're trying to involve more bigger players in the market, and in actually in recent years. More bigger farm pig farms are starting to grow in China. Like in 2021, 60% of the country's pigs were raised on big farms, and that's compared to about half in 2017 and less than a half in 2015. So the proportion of how many Market share the big farms are taking is slowly growing, and it's also with big players in the market. It's easier for businesses and also the government to make other decisions. For example, to manage the diseases, to avoid crises like the swine flu to happen again, to happen on a large scale again, and also the Chinese government is also trying to increase their environmental protection requirements in farms. And it's also easier and cheaper for big farms and big companies to react, because、um, if you're raising a pig, their excrement is also another burden that you have to handle, and it can create problems to the local environment. So the Chinese government is trying to involve more bigger players, but at the same time, it's not going to happen really fast. It takes time 
to actually reshape the industry. So there are also other methods to actually starting to flatten these、mm. big price swings in pork prices, which is actually taking advantage of the financial system.、Uh, but but what what does these、uh, the involvement of these bigger players mean to those pig farmers? I mean small pig farmers.、Yes. Yes, some of them are actually have to leave the market back in twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen because of swine flu.、Um, basically, ma- the majority of their pigs are infected and have to be taken care of. And for other farmers who are still in the industry, there are subsidies for them to be to support themselves, and more importantly. There are financial products like insurances to make sure that they don't suffer major losses. Actually, in crises like a swine flu or the typhoon season that we are in at the moment. Okay, so can you tell us more about those insurances? I I, I feel that's something that's quite new, especially for those farmers, right? Well,、uh, yes, especially for Chinese farmers, because having insurances for farmers in other countries, especially developed countries, is actually not a not not a new concept. But for Chinese farmers, is actually new. These insurances are able to protect farmers from natural disasters, from diseases, and more importantly, from the volatility, from the fluctuations in prices in the market. For example, there are、uh, some farmers in Beijing where they launched one of the first、uh, such insurance in China, and some of the farmers said. With the insurance, he didn't have to slaughter some of the pigs when prices started to fall, because insurances are able to compensate some of his losses. And this year, the government is trying to launch more diverse products to more smaller farmers to enjoy. For example, in Jiangsu Province, another farmer is benefiting from the insurance plus future product. Which means these kind of products is not only protecting the farmer from natural disasters and from diseases, and also from price changes in the market. He can also starting to participate in the financial market. If the prices are going up or going down, he can take advantage of that. And in this way, these farmers are starting to feel more confident about engaging in the industry. Mm-hmm. So now the farmers are getting their long-awaited protection.、Um, I would say yes and no、mm-hmm. because yes, insurances help the farmers in a lot of the crises like typhoon-like diseases. But Chinese farmers essentially don't really care about insurances because traditionally there is no such thing in China, and for smaller farmers. They are not closely linked to the market, so for many of them, if disaster happens, well, it's just bad luck. You know, it's just something you have to get over with. There is no the concept of protecting myself in case something happened. So the insurances are actually a new thing for them, and they are, I think, slowly accepting this concept because. Many of the farmers right now in China are growing bigger. They are actually to 
not only just to raise the pigs to feed themselves, they are able to raise the pigs and sell the pork to the market. And that eventually, when it comes to risk, like if the prices are falling drastically, they're really vulnerable to these changes. And they basically had zero risk management plans for these small farmers. And so the, the government is sort of um, handing in the plans that m- you, maybe you need insurance. And the government is going to subsidize some of the primaries that the farmers are going to pay for the insurances. Because as I said earlier, these farmers are very sensitive are very mindful when it comes to spending their own money, to taking the money out of their pocket. So right now in China, the government actually pay for 80% of the premiums for an insurance, and the farmers are only paying 20%. So for many of them, it's a price. Maybe they're willing to give it a try. So this is like a guidance, right? The government is kind of teaching them why you need these insurances and how how you can use it. Yes, exactly. Because not only for pig farmers that they are seeing these drastic changes in prices in China, there are natural disasters happening every year. There are flooding, there are drought, there are typhoons. And for pig farms, some of them may lose some of their pigs and even all of their pigs. And so they need this kind of protection in risks and crises like this. And more importantly, a lot of farmers in China are just lifted out of poverty. So the government really doesn't want them to return to poverty if disasters happened and there's no protection for them. And the government has spent decades to try to lift them out of poverty. And so now the key job is to keep them not falling back into that poverty again. So the government is trying to look at what other countries are doing and looking back at China's scenario and coming back with solutions like insurances for farmers to be able to have this safety net. And also, um, we are seeing a major gap between rural areas and urban areas in China. For many urban areas like big cities in Beijing and Shanghai, they are quite developed and the personal income is quite high. But when it comes to farmers in villages, in rural areas, there still needs some catching up that needs to be done. So, which means that agriculture and farming needs to be linked to the market if the government really wants to take agriculture to the next phase of development. Mm-hmm. What, what do you mean by the next phase of development? Does that mean less government intervention in the future? Um, well, not exactly. Um, first of all, of course, for the majority of the farming industry, it needs to be linked to the market to be able to to enter into this new phase of development to be for farmers to make more money um, so that they can buy bigger machines, they can buy more lands, they can talk to companies and businesses to have bigger deals so that their businesses are, can grow in this sense. But when it comes to agriculture, we are still talking about some of the essential food that people need, like pork in China. It's linked to the food security that's really 
important, especially in today's world. So I don't think the government is actually wanting to phasing out. There must be some kind of intervention from the government in any agriculture in any countries in the world. But for many of the farmers, if they can talk to the market, are able to work with the market, then it means they are able to make more money and have bigger deals. Thank you, Fei Fei. Thank you for having me. That's it for this edition of the Top Story. I'm Zhao Ying. See you next time.